Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on PRN FM 105.3. Oh, geez, it's going to be a torturous Tuesday for sure. Yeah, it is. Torture Tuesday. Yep, yep. Welcome to Chasing Prophecy on the UPRN FM 105.3 in New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with my co-host, Sean Kelly, and the fabulous Trish Mo. We're live Ooh, in New Orleans, Florida. Yeah. Yeah, you get Georgia fabulous. Tuesday. I get nothing. Gee. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, I'm, de- I'm I'm depressed now. Damn. I'm, I'm sorry. Not- Nothing's working tonight. Now the cameras are working. Um, our entry was not right. That was the ending. Sorry, folks. I know you like to see our <laughs> funny Halloween pictures. <sighs> Take a deep breath and sigh. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. it's a wonderful 13 degrees in the Berg. There's tornadoes in Kansas and thunderstorms. Yeah, it's like 70 something, or well, probably not now, but it was today. But we have an interesting show for you tonight. And I know we're always looking for interesting guests, and I think we found one. Um, we're all we, we're always fascinated with the afterlife, some of us more than others. And the unfortunate thing about it, we're so preoccupied with the afterlife, we're not enjoying the life we have now. And that's what I want to stress now before we go on into the um, paranormal investigations um, with our special guest. Um, We got to think about what's going on right now in our lives, and we got to embrace what's going on no matter what. What you're going through, it's a lesson to be learned, and we have to enjoy our life and not worry so much about the afterlife, okay? Just want to get that clear, a disclaimer, that I know a lot of us, most of the time, people who have lost someone, we want to connect with the other side. And I know myself, I'm one of those because I lost a lot of members of my family. And I've had a lot of experience, just like our guests and like our co-host, Sean Kelly. We um, we are going into another dimension right now. I think we're going into, I wouldn't call it, it's not Mercury retrograde or anything like that. It's just, I think we're going into another sphere of what's going on right now. And I just want to take that moment to pause and just reflect before we get started to enjoy the present and don't be so preoccupied with what's going to happen in the future or the other side. Okay. Our guest tonight seems like he's a really cool guy. I read his book. He has a book that used to be on Amazon. He took it off, but you can, I'm sure if he has a copy, he'd let you read it until he gets it republished. But when I was reading the book, um, his name is Bill. Um, hope I don't screw up your name, Bill. Highland, I think that's how you say it. But um, before I introduce you, I hope I didn't screw it up. But you can always correct me because we know we have a problem with pronunciations of words. I think it's the Italian father I had growing up who was broken English. I think he did a job on me. But Bill's interest, okay, in the paranormal has been with him for many years. Okay, just like all of us. And in the late 1980s, he had an experience, which I thought was pretty cool, with one of his family members in the home that changed his way he thought about the paranormal from that moment on. Unfortunately, at that time, talking about the paranormal was not the thing. It wasn't hip. It was taboo. Like, you know, I think it's, we can all say that back in the 80s, 90s. And if uh, he had a discussion with his family or anybody, I think, I think it was a little nuts, okay? But I had that feeling too. But in the following decade, it became a bit more mainstream. And that's when um, Bill got more into it. And he started a paranormal research group. And he was very skeptical at first, like I am. And he wanted evidence. And I think that's what we all want. And he wanted to collect evidence. So 
His goal was to help others, okay, avoid the pitfalls. And he got out of his paranormal group, and he'll, I'm sure he's going to tell you all about that. But we're going to go down memory lane with Bill tonight and his personal experiences from investigations and also some of the people he met along the way, which will be cool. So I'm going to make sure I got this up and running. So welcome to Chase and Prophecy, Bill. Did I, I screwed up your last name, huh? No, no, you said it correctly. Oh, just the first time. oh my God. Congratulations. <laughs> Damn. I'm excited. That's Hi, cool. Bill. My apologies okay. about my webcam, guys. That's okay. The cameras aren't working. It seems like things happen on Tuesday nights here. I'm not sure why. I don't know if we're, I wouldn't say we're jinxed. I think we're just, maybe we are, because we always are open to Torture Tuesday. And that was from Jason, who's not with us tonight. But so, Bill, I went over a lot of stuff in your your book, and I found it very interesting. And I like the fact that you're skeptical, you were skeptical. And I, I think that's, I think I am too. So, Let's just start off. I mean, you can tell your little story, um, how you got into it and how you had a little visitor in that home. Um, but go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. And ladies and gentlemen who are listening or watching, remember to like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we depend on you um, and we need your subscriptions so we can start selling merchandise and I have a lot of mock-up designs that my um, son made for me that are absolutely phenomenal. But we can't do that unless you we get to 1,000 subscribers. And remember to like us on YouTube and Facebook. And there's so many different ways to watch us. You can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on Facebook. And I don't know if the website still is able to um, play the, the videos. I know we used to be able to play all the videos. But go ahead, Bill. The floor is yours. All right. Well, uh, my name is Bill Highland. I live in uh, Dover, Pennsylvania with my wife, Michelle. I've been in, uh, investigating the paranormal since uh, 2011. And as you know, I, I wrote a book, which I'll get into a little bit later as far as how that came to be. Uh, it was just total accident that that even happened. Uh, but anyway, um, my interest started in uh, 1989. I was at my mother-in-law's home. I was waiting for my wife. I was going to meet her there. And uh we were the only two in the house and I was in the living room watching television and she's in the kitchen drinking coffee and uh, reading a newspaper. Um, now back then I was, I was a young man. I was just out of the military. You know, I was, I was healthy. I was flexible. I was laying on the floor, you know, like a kid does, you know, with his elbows on the floor, you know, holding my head up and, and I'm just watching television and, uh, you know, sooner or later, you know, she came walking through the living room and my legs were in the aisle way. So she had to step over my legs and, and she, you know, my peripheral vision, I saw her go up the steps and, you know, I really didn't give any thought, about, you know, about what had just happened. Although, you know, except the fact that I was aware that it happened. And about 10 seconds later, uh, she asked me if I wanted a cup of coffee. And I mean, at that moment, every hair on my body stood on end. Um, I, I was really, I was really set back by this because she's still in the kitchen. And I know that someone walked through that living room and stepped over my legs. You know, I, I felt the air move across my legs. I felt the floorboards underneath me move. And I saw her go up those steps. And I got off the floor and I went into the kitchen. And, and like I said in the book, I must have had one, one hell of a look on my face because, you know, she asked me what happened. And, you know, I was kind of scared to even mention what I thought that just happened, you know, in her house. I didn't want to freak her out, you know. And I said, well... You know, I, I thought you went upstairs until you asked me for a cup of coffee. And then she just kind of 
calmly looked at me and said, well, that was just Mrs. Pence. And she just got back to uh, reading her newspaper. Um, now, Mrs. Pence was the wife of the man that built the home back in the 1700s. Um, and there's a lot of historical information that they found over the decades in that house. But, uh, yeah, to this day, it's never been mentioned again. Um, she never brought it up. I never brought it up. And I could just, just you know, only assume that she had similar experiences. Uh, and, and that's how I got interested in it. Um, and it, it, like I said, it took me a, a few days to get my head around what had happened. And, and I still don't have my head wrapped around what happened. Um, you have no idea who that was. Because you, you, re- you were really convinced it was your, your grand. was that your grandmother? My, your my mother. Mother. I was I was absolutely sure it was her until she had mentioned the coffee and she's still in the kitchen to my right, you know, and and I just, you know, I was stunned Um, because up to that point, you know, there's you couldn't have told me anything that would have convinced me that, you know, there was anything real about the paranormal or or even the possibility of it. And in about 20 seconds, that changed. Um, and like I said, it, it was always in the back of my mind. It's just back then, you know, it just wasn't mainstream. It wasn't something that you could just openly go out and do investigations or, or talk to people, you know, without without some kind of ridicule or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then uh, a few years went by, you know, and my wife and I were at the grocery store. And there's a community bulletin board there where people could post flyers and things like that. And buried way in the back there was a little business card and there was a paranormal research group that was looking for investigators and my wife said hey why don't you grab it you know check it out might be fun for you and here i am uh so it's all her fault (laughs) so uh but no she's she's really great about it um she has no problems with me spending all these you know these crazy hours out of state and you know things like that she she's fully supportive of, of of what i'm doing yeah, I think it was uh, really interesting how you were a little skeptical. And I, I like the, the different. Tell us about the different experiences you had with your research groups. And why did you get out of it? Um, was it you weren't real qu- quite. Was there like a ag- disagreement? Oh, that's well, right. You guys, they thought it was more like a social club. Yeah, pretty much. It, I mean, um, even even the people that I, that I do work with now, you know, they know where I'm coming from and, and they understand that for me, it's serious. You know, I put a lot of work into this and I put a lot of research into it. And and, you know, all we can ask is that, you know, we just try to do the work equally because it is a big workload. Yeah. Um, I, anybody that's that's ever, ever done paranormal investigations understands what kind of work's involved. Absolutely. And um, uh, I mean, can I just interrupt of- you real quick, Bill? We're having some issues. No one can see us anywhere. I got, got really? a couple of different messages. So I'm not sure if Joe actually recorded it or are we live because um, it says live. It corner. says live. I know it says live, but it could be just recording the story. It could just be recording. No one, no one. It's not on Facebook. It's not on YouTube. It's nowhere. Okay. Um, Sean, do you want to, you want to see if you can grab um, Joe to make sure we're connected? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. I just want to make sure Bill, because I don't want you to go into your holes if we're not even on. <laughs> yeah, it says zero, zero, zero. No, it's not on any of the channels. I think it's only on the one channel. It's the UFO. Um, yeah, I'm going to go to our face from a different. Yeah, I don't see us on anything either. I just got two messages from people that always listen. I don't, I don't want to have to. Oops. You guys can't hear that, can you? 
Yes. I don't see us on Facebook. I don't see us on anything. No, we're not live anywhere. <laughs> I wonder what he hit. <laughs> well, I bet it's not um, streaming to. It's not streaming anywhere. I don't know who we're. <laughs> and I. Oh wait, I see it on um, UFO Paranormal. Is that the one that you said? Yeah, that's the only one. Everything else is shut off. And we does there any? I don't. I don't see anybody on. It says we're streaming, but it's not streaming on. It's not working. Is it really? Is it live? Can you see that it's live on that? Yeah. Yeah. You can share it um, to other other platforms. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Okay, let me see if I can. Uh, I can't do two things at once. Let's see. I'm sorry, Bill. I just don't want That's you to tell right. your whole this story. Is, no hey. one can hear it except for the downloads. I mean. It's happening all over the place, obviously. Maybe there's some kind of uh, hacking going on. Well, you know what? When I called my, um, asked my weather, it said it was 81 degrees and it was a chance of thunderstorms. Like, wait a minute. Why are you saying that? Because you all are mirrored with Kansas. Remember, that's what I told you. I'm serious. And uh, so that's an interesting thing, actually. I just remembered to talk about with... Um, Where are you? Trish, I don't, I'm on the channel. I don't see a lot. It's not playing. Yeah, it is. It's playing no, on, on Facebook. Not on Facebook. Is that's the only place? On his page? It's not on YouTube. Well, we might be banned from YouTube right now. Really? Well, like radio shows or something. I don't know. Something's going on with YouTube right now. We're only playing. We're only streaming on one show on the Facebook page. Is that right? Well, I think we're oh, well. still. We'll just blow it off. I mean, I, mean, I, I can't help it if we're I don't not. know. Something's going on with YouTube right now. Yeah. We're only, playing, we're only streaming on one show. Yeah, we're on YouTube. <laughs> we're not on YouTube. I'm no, no. At- Pittsburgh. It's it's just I'm going to see if I can reconnect it. I wonder. We're live, but we're not. We're not on YouTube. Oh no. Oh well. Are we on Twitch TV? Twitch probably because Twitch is one. My my show yesterday was only on like four channels because. Um, all the other ones have, you know, with the, the media. He didn't, right you're now. not on Pittsburgh Paranormal either because he doesn't have you listed. He didn't connect us. That's why. Oh, we might, I, we're not connected to, I'm trying to reconnect to Pittsburgh Paranormal. We should be playing on there now. Anybody else, guys? Anybody else that we're not connected to? No? I'm going to, tr- I can't do it. Oh well, okay. Somebody messed up. Not us. Oh well. Go. I'm sorry about that, Bill. But go ahead, Bill. Um. So, you, what was the most? Okay. Now I have some questions for you. Wait, like, what are y'all weirdos doing? Oh, we're not on. We're not playing on anything except. Um, I just you're, reconnected. You're playing on everything but UFO Paranormal and International. We're not playing everything. on any of the Facebook pages. I just try to connect uh, Sean's page. I don't know if it's playing now. Uh, you're on News on the Flip Side, UFO it, Paranormal Radio, UFO on the Cover, PPS, which you must have just put on. Yeah, I just did. Twitter, it, we were, and Twitter and my personal page. Yeah, we weren't on any YouTube pages. 
Yeah, you're on one YouTube page, UFO parent. I mean, UFO and extraterrestrials. Oh, I don't even know that one. Okay. Yeah, the other two are suspended. Say thank you to your fellow host. Oh. Um, yes, they're on seven days. Well, they're seven days suspension. Oh, I wasn't told. Yeah, hey, do UFO me a parent. favor. Yeah. Okay. So I can't share. Okay. I can't hold share on, the but, other UFO page. Hold on. Hold on I'll give know. it to you. Give me a second. I don't if know. I, I didn't if know I can what pull it, it out of here, it'll be easier. Uh, let me do it this way, this way, and this way, and okay. Let me get out of here so we're not double audio in. Are you? Did where did you send it to? And Messenger. Then, wait, no, I'm putting it right here in the room. Oh, right in the room. Yeah, I can send it to you on your. Hold on, I'll send it to you right here because I got your uh, messenger page open. Okay, because I there can't. You yeah, now you got it. All right, let me see. Okay, I'll send it to them. Okay, thanks again. Okay, guys. All right, Bill. So, uh, and, and guys, always remember we're always on the website. Uh, uh, it, uh, it plays automatically when you log in. Oh, that's what I want to ask you. So, we're playing right now on the website? Yeah, because the website's okay. where Shoutcast and all this, that's where all of our uh, outbound service pick us up at. Okay, cool. Website. All right. They've got all. They've all each got their own shoutcast things that makes it okay. Okay. All right, Bill. Okay. Sorry uh, about no that. Problem. No, that's okay. I forgot. I meant to tell you at the beginning of the show, and I forgot. I got into something else. Okay. All righty then. Okay. So, Bill, um, when you started your okay, we already talked. You mentioned your ignorance, your ignorance to um, critical thinking. Yeah. Okay. Now. That's something I think a lot of paranormal investigators kind of don't think about. They don't use that side of the brain. So don't take, okay. Huh? My other side of the brain. What? I didn't say you. I said other paranormal investigators don't use their critical thinking when it comes to evidence. Mm, Okay. Okay. So Bill, um, what made, what, what, what led you to that? Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying. What led you to that um, consideration? Like you should use your critical thinking, Um, because a lot. I know you said mentioned um, that a lot of people just go by, oh, it must be a ghost. Um, The some of the things that you see. You still there, Bill? Did I lose? I can. Yeah, yeah. I can. I can remember exactly when it happened. Um, It it seemed like every time we would go on paranormal investigations, it didn't matter where we were at, whether we were you know, in an abandoned location or a cemetery, or it didn't matter where we were, we took a lot of photographs. And it seemed like, you know, we had these photographs of orbs, no matter where we went. I mean, you know, hundreds and hundreds of them. Now, um, I looked at that and I thought, this is kind of weird that, you know, there can't possibly be that many spirits around us all the time. Um, not to say that they're not, it's just that it just, it, it was an overwhelming number of orbs in these pictures. So, you know, I thought maybe there may have been something else to it. So I, I get online and started reading and there was a, another, there's a, a skeptic that, you know, I was working with and I still talk to on occasion who happens to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he explained the phenomenon called backscatter. And mm-hmm. what backscatter is, is when an airborne particulate gets too close to your lens and your flash illuminates it and it makes it look like a fuzzy round circle. So I thought, okay, if that just say that that's the case 99% of the time, and just say 1% of the time orbs are real, you know, how can you tell, how can you tell them apart? Mm-hmm. 
So there again, I did some more reading from other researchers and everything. And there were three main characteristics that jumped out in, in all the research that I was doing. And one of them is that a real orb is supposed to be self-illuminating. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, it's, it should be three-dimensional in its environment, not a, not a flat pancake. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the third is it's supposed to be round, you know, not some you know, oval shape or something that looks like your grandmother, you know, you are facing it or, or whatever people are seeing. So, you know, from that point on, I stepped back and I thought to myself, you know, if if this is one of the, the big misconceptions that's going on in paranormal research, you know, what other tools are being used that, you know, are completely misunderstood? And and that's where things changed for me. And when I got to together with uh, the, the guys that I work with now, uh, when I was able to get away from from running a, a research group and, and actually pursuing, you know, the knowledge in research, um, I started looking at all the equipment and mm-hmm. and started looking at, at different things and, and the the incorrect ways that tools are being used uh, based on current hypotheses, um, and they vary from from group to group. But but that's how my thinking started to change. You know, um, I started looking at things a little more in depth. And it's amazing at how many misconceptions are out there um, that people are just completely unaware of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't understand why people don't take the time to try to learn um, about the tools that they're using. Um, I, I heard a, a quote one time that said, you know, we can't just keep walking around in the dark waving equipment. When we have no idea what it's reading, what it's measuring or how to interpret the information that's being gathered. Um, and if you're doing that, then, you know, what exactly is it you're doing? Um, well, I was going to say something to that um, as a medium. I, I see it from your perspective because every time I go to, I, which I usually go by myself, but then when I join people, um, I think the same thing. I'm like, why does everybody come in this place or wherever it is, you know, and do the same thing? It's like, it's like a circus, you know, they're doing the same performance over and over, just waiting for somebody to say, you know, like a ghost to jump out and somebody says boo and everybody. And, but they're, they're not digging deeper into the actual investigation. I mean, sure, people look in newspapers and stuff and say, oh, someone here in the house was built here. But they don't actually get into why other phenomena is happening. Yeah. Whether it's the Um, land or environment or, you know, whatever. Right. And there's, there's a lot of things going on in the environment that people are completely unaware of when they're using these tools. Um, And I can get into that if you guys would like. I mean, if if you want to talk about I don't know. I mean, the big hot button topic is the ghost box. And I'm not sure if that's something you want to get into or not, because I'm not sure your position on it. Um, I, I think it has potential, but not the way it's being used right now. Um, I think here, here's and here, as far as the critical thinking part goes, look at this is a perfect example. The EMF meter. Has anyone ever been able to track down and read any information pertaining to where this all came from, that ghosts or spirits can manipulate EMF in the first place. Um, I, I'm not saying it can't. I'm just saying I can't find any information leading back to where it started. So I, I yes. have a hard time but, believing, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's, you know, where are the facts when it comes to this? And, and they're just aren't. I think there's a lot of beliefs, a lot of coincidences, I think, that people uh, look at wrong, you know, mm-hmm. um, the, the best thing I can figure is maybe somebody was doing a real-time EVP session. 
they recorded an EVP and at the exact same time they had a strike on an EMF meter and the two correlated and they assumed that, you know, that that ghost or spirit somehow manipulated the EMF when that EMF or when that EVP was recorded. That's the best I can come up with. Um, I'd like to uh, and, like to say something here. Now, I'd like to get back to you on the orbs, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I do believe that, yes, there are like particulates that are in the air that are caused, and it's dust, no doubt about it being dust. Mm -hmm. But here's my deal. Whenever I have a personal experience where I know that I'm being touched and somebody takes a picture and there's this really, really, really bright, round orb, to me, that's a spirit. Then there's no doubt about it. Whenever I have that, uh, whenever I have that um, incident or experience, and someone snatches a picture, and it's right on my hand, that's a spirit. And about the EMF, okay. We go around to the room. I don't know how you use it, but we go around the uh, K2 meter. If that's what mm -hmm. you're talking about, right? Well, any any EMF meter in general. All I know is that from my experience, and I've been doing it for a very long time, okay? And I'm not knocking your research, Bill. Trust me, I'm not. In fact, I'm just saying that it works. We do get responses. And well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I mean, when when you're sitting in a room and you're talking to a spirit, and all of a sudden you ask a question and it freaking goes off, you know? It goes all the way up to the red. And you're nowhere near that K2 meter. To me, that's spirit. I have no doubt in my mind. All right. Um, well, here's here's something. I'm not, there again, I'm not sure how familiar you are with it. But especially a K2 meter, number one, they're very sensitive. And number two, they're, they're uh, very susceptible, susceptible to... Any electromagnetic frequencies coming from any man-made communication sources, including CB radios, walkie-talkies, cell phones. Um, so for me, it's it's impossible to. Um, how do I want to say that? You you can't control the environment to the point where it's not going to detect some type of EMF that's man-made, and it's impossible to tell the difference. Even um, even if it's in the room where there's no products around. It, it could be a CB radio from miles away. Wow. It could be a cell phone tower from miles away. But it, what there's, about, just, there's no way to tell. That's the problem. Do you go by, what about going by the actual messages you're, you're given? I mean, yeah. okay, for example, you know, say, so in my life, and, and this has been witnessed, I've taken pictures, whatever. I'll, I'll just, this is how spirits a lot of times will communicate with me. You know, if, especially if I'm, if I'm somewhere else, the TV will come on and it'll literally start saying words across the screen. My radio will come on and it'll say words across the screen. So if I'm in a cemetery and my, my car radio, you know, they type the, the words of the stations and the songs now, well, it'll completely change stations and say something. And the name will pop up of like a headstone that's right next to my car. So how do you, I guess, differentiate between, um, well, that's one thing. But another thing I was going to say about the EMF, where did it start? I don't know where it is, but I have a book that I recently found at, at an old bookstore. 
um, about mediumship from the early 1800s. And they talked about different ways spirits communicated through um, electromagnetic frequencies. And that was before, I mean, I, they didn't have, you know, cell phones and anything back then. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. You have to send the title of that book to me. I'm kind of interested now. I, I mean, like I said, I'm not saying that it can't detect something paranormal. I'm not saying you can't use it to communicate with something paranormal. The, the issue that I have with it is there's no way to tell the difference um, other than your faith. <clears throat> um, and for me, I don't trust my faith because I'm the kind of person that I just have to know. You know, and I don't like to guess. Um, and like I said, any any of this equipment that anyone uses, I'm not saying that it can't detect something paranormal. Um, I'm just looking at the 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 elephants in the room that it seems that everyone else is ignoring is all. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you to that extent. I mean, I'm, there again, it's not to offend anyone, it's not to upset anyone. It's just the approach that I take, and um, and you know, I re- not respect that, Bill. It's it's. I mean, trust me. I do some crazy, goofy stuff on investigation. I mean, you ask any of the people that I I investigate with. I mean, I do some off the wall stuff that make absolutely no sense. But um, but yeah, when it when when push comes to shove, and first of all, you're never going to see me post something that says that I captured a ghost or I captured a spirit. These are these are just findings, and I don't like to make those claims because I can't prove it one way or the other. Um. But I'm, you know, I'm more than more than happy to share everything I've ever I've ever found, or, or excuse me, anything I've ever documented. You know, I'm happy to share with anyone and put it out there for peer review to hear people's opinions. Yeah, I was going to tell you that I I pulled up your your um, YouTube channel, and if there's anything that stands out that you you know that might be something that that you consider good evidence, let me know and I'll share it and we can listen to it or and play it. Well, I I don't post most of the. Uh, the investigations on YouTube. Number one, it's just way too many pieces of, mm-hmm. of files. I did send you a link. I'm not sure if you got it or not. You know, I did not get that. I mean, I was looking on your Facebook page. You have some shadow figures. You you have so many different, um, like caught, you caught a ghost, like a, a EMF. Um, there was a couple of, there's a lot of them. You have a lot of videos. Yeah, the, I sent you a link on Facebook today that. Uh, oh, on Facebook? Okay. Yeah, it was, I think it was Facebook. Yeah, because what I had to do is I had to put it in Dropbox because I couldn't upload it to my web server because the file was too big. So, uh, okay. Um, I, I sent you a second link. Up. I'm going um, uh, I I to. Okay, I have to sign up for it. Okay. Well, have you ever been on an investigation with a medium? Uh, no, but I, I know one. Um, and it's fact, you know, it's funny you even bring that up because it was something I thought about today. You know, you, you do that a lot because I watch your show and it seems like you always know what people are thinking. Um, <laughs> but I, I can get into this. To you because, I don't purposely do that. I, I, I promise I don't read into people's thoughts. <laughs> but it's a very interesting story and I'll share it with you because there again, just like when I first started investigating the paranormal. Uh, the guys that I'm doing work with right now knew an investigator, knew a, a psychic medium, and they kept telling me stories about this woman. And you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever. And they said, I'm telling you, wait till you meet her. You're, I'm telling you, she's a real thing. And I'm like, okay, well, one day I'll meet her. Well, we were doing a uh, an event, um, you know, a few miles from my house at a hotel, and 
you know, we had done some, we'd done an investigation at this hotel and we were going to do a presentation on the findings and everything. And, and this, this woman, Lisa was supposed to, to be there. So I was going to finally meet her. Um, and a little while, you know, I was talking to people at the tables, at the dinner tables and the door opened up and Lisa came in and the guy said, Hey, Lisa's here, you know, great. And from the minute that woman walked in the door, her eyes locked onto me and I never met her before. And she just kind of locked onto me and stared at me. And it was a little creepy, to be honest with you. And then she just walked around and started talking to everyone, you know, and eventually she made it over to our table and she introduced herself to me, you know, and I said, hey, how are you doing? It's nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And we did some small talk for about five or 10 minutes. And she walked over to me and she grabbed me by the shoulder and she said, Bill, do you have a second? And I said, yeah. So I took about two or three steps to the side and she bent over and she whispered something in my ear that I know without a shadow of a doubt that I am the only person on this planet that knows. And um, I, I could feel the blood running out of, my, out of my, out of my head. I mean, I was just, I was so floored by what she told me because this was something that happened like 30 years ago when I was pretty young. And, and like I said, my parents don't know my spouse. don't. No one knows this, but me. Well, now she does too. And I actually had to leave the building. I mean, it, it freaked me out to the point where I'm like, this is impossible for her to know what she just told me. Yeah. But and she she was very calm about it. She just whispered it to me and she stepped back and looked at me and she must have just saw my face turn white. Um, so I'm convinced that, that there are people who are truly gifted. Um, I'll never say that there aren't. But there's also a lot of people that I'm not so sure about. Uh, That's with the industry. Yep. Now, to tell you how far energy travels, and okay, first of all, I'm the biggest skeptic. And if you watch the show, you know that I don't necessarily believe in psychics or mediums. I think that, A, I've either already lived this before, so it's just on repetition that I already know these things, or B, something else is telling me these things. So, I mean, I mean I'm not saying I don't believe in them. I guess I'm, I'm saying I don't I don't know how the information, I know how I get a lot of the information. Yes. From, from other things, spirits and things like that. But as far as it being organically, just something that popped up in my head. No, I don't believe in that. Um, but I will say um, all weekend I kept, I, I had a dream about someone named Lisa. All of a sudden I'm like, who do I know? It's named Lisa. I don't, I only know one Lisa I, and I had just talked to her and I'm like, no, no, it's different energy. So that's how far our, we can even feel, you know, other people that are like us, their energy from halfway across the world for that matter. So yeah, that's true. That's true, Trish. That's true. You know, I found a couple of clips. Um, we have the ball one. Um, yeah. Is that a good one? That's not bad. Yeah, it's a, it's, I mean, all the ones I sent you are decent. There's um, the EVP. I'm not sure. I wonder why. Baby crying. Oh, that was creepy. That was at the Burlington County Jail in New Jersey. I'm going to see if I can figure this out because this is a diff- This is kind of hard to do because it's a Dropbox. Let me see if it'll, it'll let me play While you're that. doing that real quick, before I forget, I just had a theory about certain orbs and dust particles. So I'm, I'm a photographer also. And I've told everybody this, like before live pictures came out on like iPhones and stuff, I, I thought the same thing on a lot of photographs. But then I was thinking, have you all ever, you know, like when you're doing laundry or something, 
and say the sun shines through a window and you can see that the length, the dust particles. Yeah, those are they're, yeah. they're static in the air. You know, you say you take the what do you call it, the dryer sheet out or whatever, mm-hmm. or blanket staticky. And all that those dust particles and that lint gravitate towards wherever right. the static mm-hmm. um, yep. energy is. So last night on my show, I talked about green fireballs around um, radioactive sites. And it made me think during the storm, because there's a lot of electricity, you know, it, it, I channel a lot during storms and stuff, but also what if, yes, they're dust particles, but spirits have a really hard time. A lot of them have a hard time manifesting in a physical manner that a person can see. Now, what if all those dust particles were attracted to that ball of energy, which is electricity, just enough to make a little tiny, I mean, and then it wouldn't be necessarily be perfectly round. Like, I mean, yeah, you could take a picture. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Because I was thinking of the, you know, the lightning, the fireballs, as far as lightning goes, because I said maybe these green orbs, because they're always green as far as around the radioactive sites, maybe they aren't an intelligent entity when, because people say they followed them. Nobody's ever said they actually got, even mediums and stuff, never said they got like a message necessarily from some of the colored ones. Well, what if they're actually attracted and following the, the natural lines, the natural elect, electrical line, the grid lines on the earth and a person, you know, obviously we're electromagnetic energy. So if there's an electric ball, it's going to follow the only person in the room. You know what I mean? Like those just attracted to energy. That, uh, yeah. Those things that you used to, you know, you put your, those globes static that you put your finger on and it would follow the mm-hmm. anyway sorry that's all I was, right. no, I, love the, that's why i have a hard time with orbs because if you shake up a your blanket you can see all the particles and, and you take a picture you're going to see orbs and there's going to have a little nucleus in it i don't know right. why I mean, that's sometimes why too i've never seen a green orb on camera before i've never had the experience to see one do you want me to send you one? I got one. Sure. Um, I'm not debunking orbs, and I know how you said the energy follows the energy. It's like if you even get if you put um, a comb on your hair, and your hair stands up, and if you take a picture, you be you should try it, uh, try it, Trish, and take a picture of it and see what you come up with. I don't know. I, I have a hard time with orbs, but there was one particular orb that my mother saw years ago. She saw a bubble. Now that's totally different than an orb. She oh, yeah. actually saw a clear, like bubble, sort of like a smoke bubble that was huge. And this mm-hmm. is there. She wasn't doing laundry, and she totally and she got a calming sensation when it happened. So something like that, because you're seeing it with the naked eye. Um, I, orbs are to me. Orbs are just a unless you actually see an orb do something like it, like. Right if you can catch an orb doing a dance or doing um, going up to you and then leaving, like you, like they're covering and that's, that's totally different. And you only catch that on video camera. You don't catch it on at still. Right. Exactly. So um, Bill, do you, you said you have an orb. Do you have a picture of an orb? Um, I'm trying. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because um, 
it's really difficult to do the drop blocks because I can't, even though I pull it up, I can't find it to share it, which is really irritating. But I see that you have um, a ball drop. Now, then you have a Halton Mansion, three bangs. I like that. You know, when you hear the the three bangs, that's the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy well, Ghost. The, the strange thing about that video was uh, I had a, a Kinect camera set up on a second floor. Um, and there were clearly three loud bangs on the window. And like I said, this is a second story. And this was in a, um, this was a, in a very old, uh, property where the camera was set up in a summer house on the second floor. And th there's just, I mean, there's no way anybody could have reached that window. And it was clear. It was clearly three distinct taps on that glass. And in fact, the connects, um, audio array, you could see where the needle's pointing. It, mm -hmm. it, it tracks the direction of the sound, where it's coming from. And the, the really strange thing about that is that needle jumped over to that window, you know, towards that direction, like two seconds before the raps happened, which was really strange. Um, okay. There was there was no audio information coming in, yet that needle still jumped over in that direction. So I'm not sure what that was all about, but uh, that was really interesting. Let me see if I can, let me see Almost. if I Almost any medium or psychic that you talk to, and even the book that I, I just got actually will confirm that, and, and in my own experience from this, any time, and I'm not talking little knocks or anything, unexpectedly, when, when you haven't asked for it, when you hear a confirmation and a knock or a tap, yes. it's almost 100% of the time demonic. Wow, man. Really? Because and a lot of times it does come, and, and you know people will answer the door and stuff, and there'll no be. I never heard that. Why would you call? Why would you call that demonic? Because because it's I. That's how they answer, and I had a dream about this a long time ago because it said two knocks this and three knocks this, and I'm like, what would that? And then later on in life, after being possessed a few times and having these, like. Every time it happened, if you look at other stories, it's the same thing. But and I've been, but I've been on investigations so, where it's not hitting on the K2 meter and we ask it to knock on the wall and it knocks. Well, that's what I'm demonic. saying. I'm talking about when it, if there is a knock on a door yeah. or a window. A knock on a door or window because what it is, it's a trap almost. It's, it's like a horror movie and the person goes to the door and nobody's there. Or the window and nobody's there. And and this could, you know, you all know my theory of demonic entities being interdimensional beings or ETs or whatever. So they go to the door, open it, and then that invites that entity in. And they don't see anything there. They don't even notice it happened. But hmm. it's almost 100% um, that and... It's been documented in a lot of places. Well, I some people even call it the three, um, the three knocks of death. Oh. It means someone's going to die, too. It depends on what kind of superstition you are. But let me see if I can pull this up. Um, That's why I do not ever open a window or a door. If there is, like, if it happens in my house and something falls over, there's a knock on the wall or something. Yeah, that's that's different. That's That could just be any spirit. Hey, I, um, a door? Uh-uh. <laughs> hey, Bill. Yes. Are you uh, got another book going to be starting up, or where is your... Uh, next um investigation if you cared if you wish to share that oh no I, i'll share it with you um no, I, actually right now i don't have any plans on the book and i told you earlier that i'd get back to that and let me explain to you how it all happened 
Um, ever since I started doing this uh, paranormal research, uh, and I started uh, doing actual research into the tools and, and you know, and getting more experience with my uh, investigations, um, I hooked up with a few people that had uh, web pages and uh, paranormal community web pages, that kind of thing that I wrote a lot of articles for. Um, and over the years, these articles just piled up and piled up and piled up. And one day I thought, my God, I got enough stuff here to write a book. And well, that's pretty much what I did. I thought, you know, well, why not? Um, so I put it together and I tried to, you know, put everything that I, that I had in a chronological order at first. And then I talk a lot about the different tools and what I learned about them and things like that. So it was kind of accidental that it happened. Um, and there again, you know, I didn't do it to make money or anything like that. I just did it, you know, for a close group of friends and myself. And just so I could say, why not? I did it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and, and I, it's out of print now, but I still have digital copies um, that everyone's welcome to to have a copy of. I could well, put the why link don't in you the put it back up right on? Now. Why don't you put them back up on um, Amazon? The book? Uh, well, because it, it, to be honest, it really wasn't worth it as far as, you know, first of all, Amazon doesn't charge you anything to put the book up. No, but, but what it, what it came down to was the cost to, to print and the, the profit margins after everything's said done. Uh, with your um, ebook, an ebook, there's no, there's no charge. Right. An ebook, there's, there's none. Right. Um, but I, my interest was to sell it in, in paper cover and, and I sold all the ones I, that I had printed. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, know. it's really, I, just, I thought it was easy reading. I thought it was easy to read. I thought there was, I thought it was interesting. I think you should. I mean, maybe someday. From a point of an author to an author. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't I call thought, myself I, an author. I thought I'm just it, well, it was very through. good. I thought it was. Hey, anytime you write a book, you're considered an author. All so right. don't ever think that you're not, because it was really interesting. So do you have any investigations coming up, buddy? Yeah, um, actually, the, the ball drop video she was just talking about was uh, at Pottstown Elementary School in Ohio. We're, we're headed back there in a few months. Uh, we're going to do actually a weekend trip this time um, because we're like, it's like a nine hour drive, I think, from, from here. Oh, my. And yeah, we drove it nine hours. We did an investigation all night. We slept for a few hours, had to get up and drive all the, all the way back home again. No, 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 no. And we were we were miserable. It was yes, <laughs> we couldn't yes. think straight, you know. So this time we're going to take a long weekend. Uh, but the interesting thing that happened there was uh, the gentleman that owns the building. He's, he actually used to be a student at that at that school, mm -hmm. and later in life he ended up buying this building, and he converted the back part of the school into his home where him and his wife live. But anyway, uh, this gentleman has uh, wheelchairs on different levels of the school to help him get around. He's an older gentleman and he has some trouble getting around. So he has wheelchairs everywhere. And there was one downstairs in the basement and uh, the one corridor in the basement led into the gymnasium. Uh, so we put this wheelchair in the middle of the gymnasium and we put a basketball on the seat and we set our cameras up and we just kind of walked away to set up all the other equipment. It's still daylight at this point. Um, and Don, uh, one of the investigators I was wearing with us, come up and said, Bill, you know, did you put that you put that ball on the chair or on the wheelchair? Right. I said, yeah. He said, what's well, on the floor? And I'm like, get out of here. He said, no, it's on the floor. So we immediately went back to the gymnasium um, and the basketball is on the floor. So I grabbed my camera immediately, took it upstairs, hooked it up to the computer, transferred the files over. And we watched that ball 
pop out of that damn chair and bounce across the floor. Um, the really crazy thing about this is that if anyone has, has ever seen a wheelchair, the, the seats are like cupped. They're mm-hmm. like a bowl. And it's I just cannot get my head around how this ball dislodged from this chair without it being physically pushed. Um, but, yeah, we had it on video. Um, unfortunately, I mean, the camera was a little bit away. We didn't have it right on top of the chair. Uh, we had it backs, but could cover the whole gymnasium. Um, but that was really interesting. Uh, that was the main thing that happened while we were there last time. Uh, there were a lot of EVPs that were documented. Uh, we heard a lot of sounds, a lot of odd sounds. We had mm-hmm. some uh, some shadow play on the second floor upstairs that we all watched with our eyes at the same time. Everyone that was there saw it. Um, it, it was crazy. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go back for another visit um, this time. And we're going to spend a little more time. We're going to do a two-night investigation there. That's awesome, dude. Hey, we should meet up in uh, Gettysburg this year. Yeah, well, I'm only a few minutes away. Sweet. Sweet. Hey, Bill, um, I, I see in your book you talk about cell phones, you know, the stupid apps on it. But did you have you ever um, encountered a, um, a like a paranormal event with a cell phone? Or have you ever heard I, of it? I, I, I haven't heard of it. Um, now, don't get me wrong. There are some some very useful tools that you can use on you know on your phones and devices. Um, so, you know, well, I'm not saying I'm like not that. saying I'm not saying ghost apps. I'm talking about actually okay. a paranormal event that happens with a cell phone, like a phone call, um, oh, a phone um, call from someone that's not on the line or static that might be some kind of paranormal entity. Have you ever experienced anything like that in your in had- your research? No, I have not. Um, in fact, I don't know if any of the guys that I even work with have mentioned anything like that to me, although I've heard of things like that happening. Yeah, I, I know. I interviewed um, a fellow, Nick, from Westmoreland Community College uh, in Westmoreland County, Youngwood. Um, he was he he ha- he taught a paranormal class that I took. And then I interviewed him for the newspaper when I worked for the Trib Total Media. Um he claims that when his brother died, he was devastated. Now, this is really cool. He was devastated when his brother died. And one particular summer evening, he was outside cutting grass and the phone rang. Okay. And he missed it. And the phone rang again and he missed it. Finally, he answered, he went to the phone. He actually picked it up and he said, hello. He just heard static. Hello, he just static. So he hung up the phone, and, and, and Trish, this is gone. I think it was three times. This is what wasn't. I don't believe that was a demonic presence. But on the third try, he said hello, and he goes Nick, like through static. It was through static because he mm-hmm. kept on. He was cutting grass right before this happened, and he, he was on his riding mower, and he stopped, and he goes. He looked up to the sky. And he said, "Man, Nick, I mean, his brother's Nick." Uh, did I get it back? Maybe it was. Maybe he's his name was Nick. He looked up, man. I forget his name. Let's say Joe. Man, Joe, I miss <laughs> you. I have to go look at my article. I mean, I still have it. So I have the, the newspaper. He goes, man, Joe, I really miss you. And he says, this is so hard not having you. And then when this is on the third time that he missed a phone call. So he's in the house and he's drinking a beer and he's sitting back and, he, you know, listening to the TV without the sound on. You know, you watch TV without the sound on the phone rang. Finally, he got it because it says unknown caller. Remember, this always said unknown caller. So finally, he picked it up and he goes, hello? 
And then through the static, he said, Nick, he goes, who is this? Nick, it's your brother. And he goes, I'm okay. Hmm. And that was it. That's a cool and story. I know. That was a really cool story. Mm -hmm. And that's when he got into it. And he's a professor. I'm, I'm stu I, stu I think he's still a professor at Young um, Westmoreland Community College. And he teaches like paranormal stuff. But that was something with the phone. Now, you've heard of all the movies and stuff like White Noise and mm -hmm. how they communicate, like sort of with your little gadgets, you call them, the spirit boxes. But it's not a... Um, it's not a like a bunch of people talking. It's just through white noise. What do you feel about white noise? Well, I think white noise is a, is a good building block to to get EVPs. I think it helps somehow. It, it helps um, separate the the EVP. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but it seems to, to make it stand out from the background noise. Um, yeah, white noise. There, there's all sorts of white noise generators out there, and a lot of people use them. Yeah, um, I've, I've had a few many people doing that. I mean, not, none of the investigators I know um, actually use the white noise. I think white noise, you have a better chance in that, you know, of hearing something. Right. Well, I, I channel uh, through it better. Yeah. yeah. I recently, uh, well, I shouldn't say recently, it was a year or so ago, I bought a an analog tape deck. Mm -hmm. And this device was built in 1965, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And it has a proprietary microphone with it. And that proprietary microphone recording on an analog tape, it, it almost like it produces its own white noise. Um, it's such a dirty recording microphone that it, yeah. it's actually like white noise in the background when you're recording. Mm. Um, now, I don't use it a whole lot only because it takes so long to transfer that analog audio over to a digital format to use on the computer or, or however I'm going to share it or review it. But um, it's, it's an interesting concept and it's interesting to me that EMF or excuse me, that EVPs can be uh, recorded digitally and through an analog source, which is kind of crazy to me because it's two completely different formats and yet it still happens. Um, so, few things. I don't know if you all are aware, and I wasn't even aware that this existed until I was interviewed on um, XV Planets. I, gosh, it's been like two months ago, maybe. No, maybe January. If you go check out um, their page, he, he talked about in the beginning of the interview, um, a new, it's called a soul phone. There's this, um, and, and since I looked into it, there's a, this Soul Phone Foundation. Um, it's a nonprofit organization. They're doing research into, um, it's the University of Arizona. I, I believe there's other universities doing it now also, as far as this research goes. And they're, they're doing research on the survival of consciousness after death, mm. meaning, so they're trying to make a phone basically that you could pick up and oh, call wow. that would be really cool that'd be crazy so it's kind of the same concept because i've received there's been so many times that a spirit you know is contacting me from wherever and i'm trying to figure out where they're from so i can locate a lot of times especially when you're dealing with like if it's a wraith or something that's been yeah. attached to me 
I have to find their grave, right? <laughs> Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm not getting rid of it. So, um, and and I'm like, man, where are they from? And I'll get a call randomly from, you know, somewhere halfway across the U.S. Oh, definitely. And it'll show the location, but nobody will be on the line. That's and the then, thing. If and then I look it up. Like, them. if I look up that obituary of the name I already have because they've told me their name, um, that's where they were buried. That's, and so. Wow. That kind of tool would be great for someone like you to be able to channel through. Yeah, definitely. I never heard of that one, but I did. I have heard about the white noise box. And I know, I know a woman I interviewed for the paper too in Jeanette, Pennsylvania. She got hooked on using tape recorders. Yeah, and she would tape. She would just turn it on. Okay, if you're there, you know, and she would bring all this stuff in. And the mm-hmm. evidence, and you, you could tell it was real. And, and she kept, she got it like addicted to it. And she had to learn yeah. how to stop it because she didn't. She opened a door where she couldn't stop. She was getting every everybody, yeah. all the all the people yeah. that had lived in that house, and even people that lived down the neighborhood could channel through this box. Her, her, it's just one of the voice recorder boxes. I, mean, I think I think I became at one point before I knew how to stop it like a living uh, beacon spirit box basically. <laughs> I can see that. Bill, I'm I mean, serious. I, was, I well, yeah, everything I touch, everything to it. you know, would be connected to. It's a like spirit. especially like you know, electricity. Any kind of electricity, you probably starting you know, turn all the lights on in your house, and you don't even have to just go buy them, and they turn on. But Bill, you were talking about your research um, also that I, I was reading on here. And I just wanted to pull up, um, geez, Frank's, you were talking about Frank? I can't yeah, Frank's function. What, what was that? What device was that you guys are working on? Um, I had it here. I was going to see. I shouldn't even talk because then I lost it. <laughs> oh, my God. Where'd it go? Uh, well, tell, tell us about that. Let me see. Um, some of the things you've experimented with, your research. Oh, okay. Um, where do I start? Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, most most of the research that I do is on, on the the tools that are being used right now. Yeah, that's that's what I meant, the tools that you were using. But there was one particular I wanted to discuss, but I can't find it. But go ahead and tell us a little bit. I'm going to see if I can pull it up while you're dwelling into it. Yeah, because I'm not sure which one you want to discuss. Yeah. I mean, the, um, when, when I was saying about the tools that are used, I'm talking about the, the tools that are being used generally by everyone in the paranormal research. Um, now, there are a couple things that I like to play around with. And I just built a, uh, a 360-degree laser scanner that I use in correlation with the Connect camera, the version 2, uh, to verify any findings or anything that happens on the, uh, the Connect. And the reason I did that was because the Connect, without getting into it too deep, the uh, the Connect uses what's called a passive infrared array, mm-hmm. and it uses it uses time of flight to uh, to map out the, the, the environment in three dimensions. Um, oh wow! And in doing that, one of the one of the downsides is it, it can't it, it can't detect things like mists and smoke. Uh, or even light for that matter. You could take a flashlight and turn it on and flash it right at it, and it doesn't see it um, because it, it's a passive system. Uh, but anyway, so if it doesn't, a, a lot of people see and document uh, paranormal encounters, you know, through mist, including myself. I mean, I actually have a video that I shared. That was one of the clips I sent to you 
uh, I was with Don in a cemetery and we actually saw that. Hey, I saw this with my eyes. Um, so the Connect can't see mist or smoke. And I, I had to figure out a way to uh, to make that possible. Well, I couldn't do it with the, with the Kinect camera itself. I'm just not that uh, skilled to, to modify that camera in that way. So what I did was I built a tool that runs alongside of it that verifies its findings. And the difference between this tool is it uses a, a uh, an infrared laser instead of infrared emitter. And this laser is, is on one frequency. Well, that allows the, the detection of smokes and mists. Uh, it can be detected with this. So if I, and it shows up on, on your screen, uh, kind of like a, like a radar map almost. Huh. Um, but it, it only sees the environment in two dimensions though, which is unfortunate, but that's the best I can do. So if something were to manifest in, in the form of a, a mist or a steam or, or something like that, it would be detected by the laser scanner when the connect just mm. would be oblivious to it. Um, so it's kind of a, you know, like a, like a, a safe switch, you know, mm -hmm. and those are the kind of things I like to play with. Yeah. You're t the experiments and the test at the back of the, the end of the book, you have all these little, yes. experiments. I thought that was so cool that you could do these little experiments like the battery drain experiment or. Um, oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Tell, so, tell our listeners about that and how's that done? Okay. Well, if uh, you'll give me one second, I can share that link. I do have that entire article on my website. Um, but anyway, I'll talk about it real quick and then I'll post that up there if people want to read into it a little more. Um, basically, you know, this is one of those things that most paranormal researchers have experienced. You know, you're out doing an investigation, you put new batteries in your devices and, you know, within two minutes, the batteries are dead. Um, and I was trying to get a handle and it happened to me as well. I mean, it's, it's not something I was skeptical about. I mean, I've experienced this just like everyone else. Uh, so what I did was I devised a series of tests. Um, where I was able to track the battery drainage uh, in a controlled way. And I was able to take voltage readings every three minutes, plot the charts. Uh, the huh. issue with this was, was time. It, it took, I mean, each set of batteries took about 80 minutes to drain. Um, and I did this three times in the controlled environment. Then we did it three times in quote unquote, a haunted location. Mm -hmm. I went through the data, plotted the charts, went back through the data again, plotted the charts. I probably got 18, 20 hours in this easy. Uh, and then I did this three times. Um, so I combined all the data together, took the averages, plotted them on charts. Um, and then I sent it to peer review for, from a fellow investigator I know in New York. His name is Mike Diamond. I sent all the exact same equipment to him through the mail with video instructing him how to do it. He did it the exact same way I did. Now, the interesting thing about this was in my results, you know, I did the, the, uh, the control test in my garage to where I had a control. So I, you know, had an average. And when I took this to the cemetery, those batteries actually drained 20% faster than they did in the controlled environment, which kind of surprised me because all the batteries came from the exact same pack that I did. I bought a huge pack of batteries. But anyway, I, I sent this up there to Mike to New York. And, you know, about a month later, he sent everything back and he got the exact same results, which was amazing to me. I mean, we're talking within several minutes total. And it's we, we can't figure out what it is about. In fact, he did his in a cemetery as well. So what's going on at these locations? I have a theory. That creates that. <laughs> 
I have a theory on this because okay. I know y'all are like, oh great, my theory is here. Where do you, did you notice a um, tower near the cemetery, a cell phone tower? Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> Not this cemetery. No, this was or uh, anywhere within a few miles. <laughs> no, this was. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Pennsylvania, but this was in an abandoned cemetery in the Tuscarora State Forest. Oh wow! Um, we are literally seven miles up a dirt road. Um, to get to this place. Oh, well, it's the forest then. It, it, I mean, I don't know what it is. Well, only um, because you said 80 minutes, right? The average on, on okay. in the control was 80 minutes. If I'm in a forest where there's a cemetery or a haunted location, mm -hmm. it is exactly 80 minutes that I have before I have to get out of there or I'll have a heart attack. Basically, my battery's drained or, and my blood sugar drops. Oh, really? I have 80 minutes and extremely haunted locations. The same thing happens. I, oh, I have exactly 80 minutes to. <laughs> wow. Before it affects me to that extent. Other places, it's, you know, if I'm direct channeling constantly, not um, and allowing it. Um, but when I'm in, you know, I, my house, spirits around all the time, other places, no, obviously it takes longer. That's hmm. goes well, back to being draining. You got that. Yeah, I just posted that link if people want to read that. I have the, the entire uh, study online on that webpage there. But it, it was it was a uh, I mean it was it was a lot of work, but the results, you know, after after I went over everything, I I'm, I'm just I'm just sitting here and, and I can't figure out what it is. And it's so unfortunate because there's only so many people that are willing to take the time to do this. And what you know, part of the if you want to use the scientific method when you do this, you have to share it with multiple people. And I can't get people to, to you know, to devote themselves this kind of time to do these experiments. Yeah. So it's That's kind of tough. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, um, it's a lot of work, but if the results were worth it because, you know, it, it verifies the fact that, you know. Did you, sorry, go on. I was, I was just going to say, it just, it verifies what people already know. We just don't understand why yet. Did you document wh what days those were? I have all that information on that website. Where did you page. post the article at? I have uh, I I posted the link in on the right here on the show. Okay, in a, oh, in it's in a private chat. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I, I can I'll um, put it in a private. Uh, I was gonna say I can try to see if I can. Um, Copy. Yeah, I put, I put think, those links in the private. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I'm going to put it in. Do you okay. think maybe you know that spirits are made of energy that they kind of like draw some more energy from them batteries? Well, you when know, you were at, when you were out in the graveyard, that's what he was I'm trying. Sorry, could, could you repeat that, please? Before. Yeah, you know how you said that your batteries are draining um, really quick in the cemetery. Yeah, I mean, they, they drain rapidly at different locations, not just you, cemeteries. Right. Yeah, but, spirits are draining them not only, right? Is that what you think, Bill? Well, that's the hypothesis, and that's what yeah. I'm trying to figure out. And, and that's what I'm saying. These This study shows that so far that's the case. Right. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Until until I get data that, you know, doesn't support what I'm thinking, which, which I haven't been able to get yet, because like I said, I guess it's going to come down to the fact I'm just going to have to go back and keep repeating this myself um to get a huge catalog of data um but it was as controlled as i could make it and i went well, over those 
pretty good. Fine. I mean, it's pretty good it, to me. It's but it's happening. It's, yeah. Well, the the interesting thing about why I asked about what days of the week or planetary alignment or what phase the moon was in because. I start documenting that with myself. There are certain times, like during a full moon, new moon, um, okay. everything drains either faster or slower, depending on things like that, because obviously the moon puts out a lot of... Okay. And well, I have that here. It's actually the... When I did the, the control experiment at my house, that was May 3rd. Uh, and June 13th is when we actually did it at the cemetery. What year? 2015. May 3rd. So I'm just going to look up what phase the moon was in on. I only re research these things so much because it affects my health. <laughs> mm. I like... Um... The ESP, the manifestation um, experiment that you did, the psychopus, is it where you, um, the group projection of an object, sound, or manifestation of the form of an EFF, EMF? Yeah, you know, there's, there's an idea in the paranormal research uh, world that, you know, people, some people think that EVPs are actually manifested from a, from a collective group. Um, for instance, are you familiar with, um, what's the name of that uh, famous experiment in England? Um, I don't recall the name of it, but anyway, basically it's, it's collective thought that is able to manifest an EVP. Like for instance, if everyone sits in a circle and you have a voice recorder running on the floor and you have a basketball beside it and you ask everyone to focus on that basketball and repeat in their in their minds as loud as they can what is on the floor it's a basketball it's a basketball and people think that you know you can manifest an evp to be recorded uh, we've actually tried this several times we weren't successful with it but we tried it um and we gave it a good run now we didn't completely give up on it we just have so many other things we want to try to do but that, that's the idea behind it. Um, is this something that we're manifesting you know, or, or sometimes EVPs manifested by our own thoughts? Yeah, um, I think that's that. I mean, I'm, it's sort of like if you want something, you know, something you like can law manifest. Of yeah, right. law of attraction. What about the devil's toolbox? What, were you, what is that? Oh, that was that was a um, that was something I saw on TV one time and, and I thought I'd make one just to play around with it for a while. Basically. What it is, it's a cube made of mirrors, and all the mirrors are facing inward. Yeah. So it's it's a complete reflection on every angle on every side inside this device. Well, I was able to put a camera and a small light inside here and a microphone. Hmm. So it was basically a forever reflecting mirror in every direction. Um, and the thought behind this was whoever invented this, I never did enough research to figure out who actually came up with this. But the idea was that if you could get a spirit or a demon or something in there, they would be confused and would get stuck inside of this thing. Yeah. Um, now that's the reason for the microphone and the camera. And that's why I put them in there. Um, and then I started seeing, you know, these on a couple TV shows, you know, where they were getting sounds from inside of here and everything. And, one thing I noticed was any sound that was recorded from inside that box, it sounded like you were in a tin can. Um, 
but that's not what you were hearing on TV. So I knew that there was some kind of discrepancy right there. Um, and I used it several times on investigations and just left it run. Uh, I never saw anything anomalous on the video. Uh, most of the sounds that we heard uh, could be identified as us talking or, or closing mm -hmm. a door or something like that. Um, there were a couple sounds that I wasn't sure about. Um, but for the most part, it was just, you know, I, I just put it together just to play with it to see what happens. Um, we never really documented anything uh, incredible or anything like that with it. Uh, oh. But it was just one of those ideas that I thought I'd try. I like the fact that you do a lot of experiments and you like to, you're t in the book, you help people to do their own experiments and they can, you have a whole list of things to do mm -hmm. like a little test. I think that's, that's really interesting. I like the scientific aspect of your research. I mean, I like how you want to find out what's causing and just instead of going to a haunted house and trying to go, oh, we'll put our equipment up and see if we can get something. I like how you're really into finding, like you remind me of, Houdini, like he wanted to find proof, like in a scientific way. I mean, there's a lot of shows on, I think there's a show right now um, on Netflix about a team that do the, they try to get scientific um, research to back up their, you know, hypothesis and trying to find out what's causing something. That's what I found interesting about your, 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 your website and your, your films and how you teach people. If you go on to YouTube channel, um, Dover, make sure I have this right. How do you say that? Dover, Dover Para Tech. And you have so many videos on, um, I'm going to try, can I play a few here? Um, sure. I'm trying to think of which ones. What about that shadow? Is that that's real short? It's only thirty. Do you, do you have a picture? I'm going to see if I can pull that one up. Um, just give me a second because I found out. I thought I don't know. I just was. I found it very um, useful. Let me just see if I can get this one up. Let me just see. Pause it first before I go and share it because sometimes YouTube is not very friendly <laughs> with me. Anyways, I don't like YouTube that much. Here we go. I'm going to turn it on, make it big, and play. Oh, okay. I know where this was. Yeah, if you, I'm not sure if I have it highlighted there, but if you look on the, the, the lower left beside the chair at the wall, you'll see the shadow. On which side, the left? On the left-hand side, just beside the chair on the wall. <clears throat> Is it? That was fast. I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. this, this was this was at Selma Mansion uh, here. Oh, I saw it right now. Let me back just up. Just outside of just outside of Philadelphia. Let me back up. On your left, by the table, the chair. By the chair. It's just a very. There it was. Yeah, I saw. It's just a tiny uh, little thing. Yeah. Um, and then a little later, you'll see me walking through the hallway, and you'll see what an adult shadow looks like when it walks by. That's fast. Wait, yeah. go back. There's something. If you change, there's something on. So that the... was you walking by right now. Mm, not that I'm. Oh yeah, there that was. That's at the end of the clip. Yeah, I thought that was the beginning. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't remember ever seeing that. No. <laughs> uh, so at the beginning, my eyes were drawn to the little thing on the table, right? And just right of that, um, 
by that chair and whatever's reflecting off that what is that like a it's a piano behind it piano okay mm -hmm. so that there's something that has to do with that it I, I think if you make a still shot and like because i could see it in the last uh right at the beginning of the last one if you change the it looks like it's on the, like a face on the wall Let's see if I'm that. always drawn to wherever the spirit started in a picture. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I have a ball drop video on there. And like you said, you can see there, it's still not dark yet. But um, yeah, this is interesting. And if you ever see these logos at the bottom of the videos, by the way, these are the people when we get together and do investigations, that's the logo we use. That's cool. Yeah, that it's kind of weird. Um, like I said, the the wheelchair has a cup in the seat, and, and I have no explanation as to how that ball came out of there. Um, I think the camera was running for about 40 minutes when this happened. Um, so, yeah, I, I have no idea. But Is there any way that you could, like, bring that closer? There like you, that? Like, yeah. <laughs> that, man, that'd be nice. Look. That just did it itself. That's pretty Yeah, that's cool. Good shot. Yeah, I actually, when Don told me that uh, that the ball was on the floor, I didn't believe him, honestly. Uh, but there it was. That's cool. Good job. But um, like I said, that was really the, the big thing that we documented on video. Um, trying to think of – see, I don't, remember, I don't remember all the videos that I have – that are public on here anymore. Okay, here's the second hour light. Um, this one here is battery powered. Oh, yeah, these infrared lights, yeah, that I made. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can see anything else on here that's. Uh, I don't know if the no What's the no reflect? What no? Oh, you have an ESP. That this one. Look at that one. The the no reflection. This was at Historic Palmyra in upstate New York. Uh, let me see. Oh no. That's not. This is one I was looking at that it, that I had to bunk. Yeah, I think it's some. You can see that they have white sweatpants on. Yeah. Uh, when they when they turn around, uh, this was on taps, I think. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Okay. But uh, actually, I do have that uh, the video. What were we just talking about? Um, uh, there's an ESP. What is that on? ESP, what is that? No reflection. The, the no reflection. The, the no reflection video is really interesting. Um, that was upstate New York. I had a video camera, and if you'll notice, when I walk straight in front of this glass door, and I have no reflection in this glass, I'm looking straight at it. It'll it'll slow down, and you'll. And you didn't. Yeah, down. your reflection wasn't there. Oh, that's weird. It, it was just. It was just well, not there. You're a vampire. Uh, yeah. because I'm looking straight at the glass. I can see well, the I'm people serious. behind me. I can see the people behind me. You don't think I'm joking. That no. means a vampire is either attached to you or that's <laughs> you think I'm joking. Uh -oh. <laughs> but anyway, that I just thought that was very bizarre. Um, it was just one of those weird What's things that uh, we are to keep hour. going back to that. I wanted to get the uh... I don't know if I have the scanner one on there or not. This mustn't be you. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Howling in Hinsdale House? That was crazy. You could play that. Um, this was a voice recorder we had set up outside overnight because 
the previous evening we had heard um, a crazy howl that wasn't a wolf or, I mean, there's no wolves in upstate New York, but it wasn't a coyote. It, it was just very bizarre. This was a little after, if I remember correctly, a little after 4 a.m. That's it? Yeah, that sounds like a Bigfoot. I don't know what the hell it was. That sounds like a Bigfoot. I don't know, Bigfoot. it sounds, sounds like a moaning. Here. Have you been to have you been to Hinsdale? We're going in September. Okay. Um, it's it's pretty secluded. Um, I'm going to try to go. Interesting place. Mm. We're looking I hear forward. that. That's really bizarre. Well, here's, but this here's went a funny on for thing about minutes. I, I noticed this again back to days. There's certain days, There's we, we call them portal days, that. Um, aren't make it easier for cryptids and, and such to travel on those days. That sounds like that's on the seventh. Every uh especially so not in the summer months, but in the darker half of the year. So in, in you know, pagan beliefs we have the dark half and the light half of the year. And um so every fall and it happens every single year and there's documented cases all across the US and everywhere else in the world on the 7th of November, on the 7th of October, on the 7th of December, and it's happened to myself and witnesses and everything else. There is a werewolf by my house and makes that same sound every single time. I believe it. And then you'll see all these, you know, in, on the news or newspaper, they'll say people spotted a wolf man and all this other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but it only happens on specific days. But that sounds like that sounds like a werewolf. No, Trish. No, Trish. Is it possible there was a full moon at the time that that was going on? Could have been. But um, I go back to the Nikola Tesla um, theory of when you go into astrology and different days on the calendar and their planetary alignment, things like that. The numbers, more importantly, um, through through my experience and studies, have have been more meaningful almost than where the moon is. What's that, Jen? Just let's take a real quick pause. <laughs> and uh, I didn't mean to do that. Um, yes, <laughs> I wanted to um, take do a shout out for Carnation for sponsoring this, this hour of the show. Thank you, Carnation. Um, this is a sample of why Bill does this. Do you want to play this, Bill? Yeah, that's fine. It's just a, a montage of, different things that I've documented. Wow, I didn't realize that opener was that long. <laughs> several reasons why Bill does it. Okay. Several photos taken back to the back. Oh, oh that's that's Scott. Nice shadow person. Nice EVPs. Do you guys you back here? It's definitely cool back here. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, it is really cool. It's really. Cool. Oh, this was bizarre oh, too. Jeez, I wouldn't like that. Put you put into a grave. Whoa. Ground just came underneath me. Oh that man! Was weird. 
Yeah, it was up past my ankle. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's. And she was, I said, are you excited that it's coming? And oh, she crossed the rise really quick. Good. So that wasn't on there. Now there's folks down no. there's folks too. That laughter. Well, the, the laughter was what we heard. Oh my! This was one of the one of the craziest EVPs we've ever gotten right here. The thing was, was. There were no women in that building. So there was the woman's okay, Nina, Nana, we're upstairs. The second floor, we're upstairs. Um, wow. We're in the room with the big boat. Oh, shit. Let me do the voice box. <laughs> Mommy? Nice. Oh, nice. man. That was really. Freaking me out there. I was trying to look up, and I, I, I mean, I don't believe in coincidences, so there was a reason I watched that this morning. That one was kind of hard to hear. I heard it. Oh, this was just one of those funny things that scared the hell out of us because we didn't know what it was. Is that a cat? <laughs> Those are a bunch of raccoons. Oh, geez, <laughs> a family of raccoons. <laughs> There's a lot of them. That's we funny. just heard something rustling through the woods and we the pistols were out. We'll just say that. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> but yeah, they were making a ruckus. Climbing trees and it's just a mess. But I just thought it was one of those funny things that happened. That was cool. Yeah. And then they started climbing the trees and making noise in the trees and everything else. I'm real impressed, Bill. Good job. Ooh, static cam moving. Yeah, this this was in Flowertown, Pennsylvania. Uh, this was actually in a church. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that's, that's a camera on a tripod. That's sweet. One of our... Uh, DVR cameras. That's cool. Good stuff there, Bill. Yeah, we've seen a lot of odd things, man. I tell you, more than I can remember offhand. That's why I'm glad I save everything. Oh, now, this was this was insane. This is at a church. I'll explain it here a little later. What happened? Oh, I should pause the, the video. I can explain what happened there. Yeah, sure. The back to the church one? Yeah. I don't know how loud the audio is. I think it went way too far. Went too far. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Right there. Um, what I was doing was um, setting up a, a motion-activated camera. And it was already running, but I didn't know it. And that's why I was waving my hand on it, trying to trigger it to, to get it to record. Okay. Um, now, this is in the evening. I'm, I'm guessing, I don't remember the exact time, but I'm guessing it was around 9 o'clock or so. And 
at the time we didn't hear it, but there's a choir singing in the background and yeah. none of us heard this. I almost threw this clip away because I thought it was junk until I listened to it. Let me see so that I'm sure, the volume up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how loud the volume was. But anyway, I, I didn't realize it was recording and it was. Okay, let's see if we can hear it. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. I heard that. That gives me chills. It, it was, yeah. This was another creepy one here. This was a Pioneer Cemetery. Or excuse me, Hoffman Burial Grounds. Do you ever take, um, you know, offerings to the cemetery guardians when you go to them? No. You should, honestly. I, to be honest, I've never heard of it. Yeah. There's always trees and elementals and sometimes gatekeepers and guardians and what I usually bring is tobacco and maybe some fruit. Yeah, that crazy figure was on one frame of video there. That's crazy, dude. And that was with a strobe light. <clears throat> oh, look at that. You can see the figure of a man, his mm -hmm. backs. Yep. And that was a sax bridge in Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There we go. Audio on live noise for us. Headphones work out pretty good. Any kind of noise? We know you're here. Six six. That's it. That was good. That was that was good. Good. Nice. Really well, good. Bill, um, we learned a lot from you tonight. <laughs> Worrying about music. Oops. Okay, now it doesn't want to shut off. <laughs> Did it go away? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we learned a lot from you tonight. I'm so grateful that you are on the show. I'm glad you sent me that message in the website because I got a lot of messages and I like to get the uh, the positive ones on the website. Right. Right. <laughs> but it was um, really good to have you on tonight. So yeah. where do you go from here, Bill? As far as for my Your, research? Yeah. Well, actually, um, I don't know how much time we have, so I'm not going to get into it too deep. But uh, I'm working on voice recorders and we're getting back to the voice recorders and how uh, whenever whenever you hear skeptics talk about EVPs, the first thing they mention is, oh, it's some kind of spray radio signal or, you know, whatever, you know, phone, cell phone or whatever. Um, and, and during my research, um, I found that, that that's impossible to happen. Um, mm -hmm. And that's because there's no way to demodulize a signal that's flying through the air through a voice recorder. Just don't have the equipment to do that. So if your voice recorder were to record a radio station signal, it would be in the forms of beeps and buzzes and whistles because there's no way that it was converted over to, to an audio signal. Um, so it's impossible for that to happen. Um, now it's not impossible for an electromagnetic signal to, to be recorded. It's just not going to be in the form of words. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're documenting an EVP, 
you can be rest assured that it's not a radio signal. It's not a cell phone signal or any other kind of uh, high frequency signals. It's just not possible. Um, and I found that out through the through some of my research. And that's what I'm working on through actually through modulation. And uh, so anyway, yeah, that's that's what I'm working on now. Um, I've been working on this for six or seven months now. Um, work. Using different transcoders and things like that. Um, and understanding the oscillation of signals and the frequency wow. modulations and, and the that's huh. amazing ways signals. That's really so different ways signals are, are transmitted through the air and received through radios. I should send uh, you this uh, this recording I have. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night, when, which my TV comes on all the time, and but usually it actually says an English message that I can understand. But I, you know, it was like it was probably like three thirty or whatever, you know, the witching hour, and my TV was on and making these weird whistle click. I mean, for quite a while, I, I have no idea. I assumed it was something extraterrestrial or, you know, but I don't know what it said. And I don't, I've never been able to translate it. And it was very different. It was a different um, radio wave frequency type thing. Then, And there's a picture on the screen and everything, but it wasn't the sound from the show or whatever was, you know, there, that wasn't what was playing. Oh, so it's some kind of strange interference, huh? Yeah. Or something so, that was coming through. So when you publish that, I want you to come back on the show. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the thoughts behind it, I already have down on paper and the reasoning behind it. Um, I just got to get into it a little deeper. Um, and it all stems back from a series of investigation years ago when um, – I'm not sure if you're familiar with the experiments, but people put a voice recorder and a dynamic microphone in a, in a bell jar and extracted all the air out of there. So sound can't propagate. Mm -hmm. And this recorder still recorded an EVP. Cool. So amazing. They were able to prove that at least some of the times EVPs are electromagnetic in nature only because they use the dynamic microphone, which is sensitive to that. Oh, amazing. Um, well, we're so looking forward to back. it. I'm looking forward to it. I want to thank you again for coming on. And um, yeah, thank you, Bill. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. I appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining it's been us. Interesting. And, yes. Sure. And, um, I'm going to link your. Um, I think I already have your stuff. I'm going to link it onto the website so people can come check out your your Dover um, Dover Paratech, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you want a copy of his book. God, let me know. Oh, God. There he goes. <laughs> it's a likely outcome. Will you take care? And thanks again for tuning in. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. We'll be right back, guys. Um, we'll let you guys have the floor for a few moments. Hey, Trish, how are you? <laughs> oh, so I haven't. I You're the only one I sent this to a while back. I haven't used it yet because, you know, I don't, I don't do investigations in the same in the same way um but my my spy bot yeah yeah so this thing that's what i was going to show bill too it's really cool it it um it's got an infrared sensor and electronic tripwire the translucent chest flashes a warning sign when something trips the the infrared oh, wow. beam 
it starts screaming a siren and it actually chases whatever it is that trips the wire. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God. That's so cool. So, so it's an LED tripwire alarm robot and it's a cybernetic security where'd robot. You, where'd you get it at? Spybot. It's a, um, I got it at Walmart, I think. Walmart. It was one of those things where it was up there, like as seen on TV, you know, the things up by the register yeah. that, uh, of course, they, um, they you know, trick you into buying. And and I'm like, hey, that might be cool. You know, I, I don't ever use equipment because I'm a medium, but maybe just for the sake of research and if it actually worked, it would be kind of cool, you know, to. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go buy one, okay? And on our next investigation, I'll set it up. They had different ones, too. They had a spot bot that, like, shines a bright, like, a flashlight. Mm -hmm. They had a robo-bear. I'm not sure what that one does. I think it's a camera. Um, and then a room guardian room that you guardian. can set up two different locations, um, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm excited to use this somewhere. <laughs> Put it in your house, that thing will be going off twenty. Oh my god, I can't put it in my house. There'd be it would be yeah, it would be going off all the time. I um, um personally me, I, I don't like to use uh trigger objects. I really don't. Um mm -hmm. and, and that's just me. I and I'm I'm like you, you know, I'm more into the mediumship, you know, feeling what's around me. Um, but with my group if they want to use stuff like that, yeah, that's great. But he was talking about EVPs, and right. I knew this That's one different. guy. Yeah, and but I I knew this one guy, and what a lot of people did with EVPs. Okay, what they would do is they would run one, and you don't hear nothing, <laughs> but somehow if you put it on Audacity, you can manipulate that EVP as a voice speaking. Do you know what I huh. mean? Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of. Uh, paranormal groups do it. They manipulate it. And see, I, I can't buy it because the first question out of my mouth is, did you manipulate it? And they said, yeah, we moved right. this, we moved that. And I'm like, then it's not an EVP. Right. You know, it's like, what I want to hear is like a real voice coming over saying something, you know. And, uh, but that that's, EVPs are interesting but it all depends on how you use it. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't know. Well, uh, and the thing is, uh, um, especially with people like, like Bill, I only work with investigative groups that, um, as, as you know, are do things in a very respectful manner and are trying to do it for, um, an actual purpose of, of right. research or growth or whatever, not just entertainment value. You know, right. I, I know everybody loves that, but as I said before, and, and that's the same thing with, with equipment sometimes, you know, why I haven't used this um, spy bot yet? Because I develop, especially the ones in my house, you know, kind of a relationship with spirits and elementals and everything else. And if it were me, and there's a, like, think of your, anything I always tell people to think of yourself, if I walked into a place in a giant robot, like I trip a wire and it starts chasing me, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be scared to death. Like, 
<laughs> that's you know what I mean. So imagine right. if you're trying to actually communicate and get somewhere with a spirit or a cryptid, and that happens, they're never. In fact, they might come back and mess with you. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's one of the biggest things. But yeah, I'm constantly like Bill doing you know tons of research and stuff because a lot of it has so much more to do. It, it affects our environment. Right. So much more than people realize. And I think, uh, you know, many times, which when I get done with this whole Atchison investigation, because there's so many places there, I've almost gotten to the point where I can prove um, these spirits were actually leading me to mm-hmm. environmental um, phenomenons that were happening that 100% affect people's health, affect their brain affect you know uh, everything right so it, it's like they're trying to warn us or tell or you know but nobody takes it like that they just take it as like a fear factor right and so right. it's important oh welcome back i had uh, that my baby out oh okay <laughs> yeah so um what did i miss uh we were talking about our spy bot oh spy bot yeah. My, told, my robot it, it yeah. has an infrared light and it chases <laughs> it's so cute when What's you he trip, it um it has an infrared sensor and an electronic tripwire and when something trips that it turns around and starts chasing it i i got it i got it is I you serious one. right I got yeah it's one. a toy i saw when i was checking out at walmart and like, <laughs> you know. i'm gonna have to get one <laughs> and i don't i don't that's what i was telling sean i don't I, use equipment because i don't you know i don't, I don't think it. david would like that one i think <laughs> it's right gonna one be a day. hassle yeah so you got any uh off topics before we leave or no uh, not really um, no off topic tonight. No, I do. What's your off topic? I have a good one, and this is something I came across today. And like everybody else is going to be like, whatever. We don't care what it says. But this, <laughs> I find this highly, highly offensive, and I was what shocked actually. So here's one of them: the definition in the this one's from the Oxford um, language. Um, What do you call it? Dictionary. Yes. So this one says the definition of a witch oh. is a is a woman thought to have magic powers, especially evil ones, per, 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 popularly depicted as wearing a black cloak and pointed hat and flying on a broomstick. Hmm. Verb to cast cast an evil spell on. Mrs. Macharsky had somehow witched the house. Um. And then the other one, which was in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, was even worse. Let me pull that one up. It says, um, (laughs) a witch is a person, especially a woman, who's credited with having usually malignant supernatural powers. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not that bad. But... <clears throat> a woman who is believed to practice magic, usually black. Oh, well, you are wearing a black tank top. Do huh? that, do you? You don't practice black magic, do you? No, and, no. and that's what I'm saying. So, for the for a dictionary to be rude, you should say that all witches. Why don't you write? Practice you magic, write especially black. Like, like, 
every definition on the internet from major dictionary thesaurus and okay and then look at this um a witch is also someone who believes in the devil <gasps> I uh, heard that. yeah, that's just stereotypical it. stuff it is it is why don't you write them trish and tell them about it i know i'm gonna <laughs> a witch a mean or ugly old woman <laughs> oh, you oh know, i don't think so there woman. buddy yeah. no 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 look at this this is a. Uh, that's really bad. You another be... another one, the um, verb. This is on Merriam-Webster, actually. Their, um, a w definition of a witch, transitive verb, to affect injuriously, in injuriously, like to injure, oh, with geez. witchcraft, to injure with witchcraft, um, archaic, to influence or beguile with allure or charm. Mm. Um also, a synonym, a synonym for a witch is a hag, a hex, or a sorceress. They haven't um, met you lately, have they? Another synonym is to magnetize, kill. A synonym for a witch is to kill. Oh, that on is Miriam, terrible. On you was not right. right. You should definitely that call them right. and tell them off. This is crap. Like, I was like, how are all of these? This is 2022. Okay, like... <laughs> Trish, you got to write them. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like get your sisters whole... to chip in on that writing. Oh well, my sister's not. Oh my, you mean my my witch sister? I was gonna say my yeah. sister. She's she's not she's not a witch. No, no, your witch sister. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, like every other religion, every other culture, everything is is protected nowadays as far as being discriminated against. And why is this okay? Because, you know, kids still use dictionaries. Kids still look up stuff like that in their library. And no wonder it is still such, there's still such a stigmatism uh, about witches and witchcraft. Because there's not a single one. I, I talked about this with Patty last week on my show. I agree, you know, the, the good witch. I don't know of any of, it's against our creed to harm anything. So the fact that whoever writes these, and it's not, yes, I get that the dictionary is really old and whatever, but somebody had to update them on the internet, mm -hmm. you know? Yep, that's true. Sorry, uh, that was my tangent. No, that's, no, that's no. good. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about the protect. My hop topic is about the asteroid that's going to hit Earth on April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh... And then watch it hit Westmoreland, Allegheny County. Yes, I mean? oh. it probably will. <laughs> It probably will. Look at that thing. It's coming to get us, guys. Uh, <laughs> For oh April well. Fool's Day. Yeah, there you go. go. I, I think be, all of those are parts of a bigger one is the I'll problem. I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Yeah, well, I just want to let you know it was fun while well, it lasted. <laughs> but you know what? I was thinking I was watching um, Fox News and there was um, one um, one of the hosts there was talking about bunker cells have gone up. Seriously, I don't know if I really want a bunker. If there's going to be a uh, big bomb because i wouldn't want to be left all my friends are dead you know i wouldn't want a bunker that's my point i'm not no, gonna unless, worry about unless he's a young man and kind of cute you know and you can have fun down in the bunker you know what i mean then <laughs> <such a, laughs> why does it always go this way no well, it's almost 11 o'clock yes that's why yeah next week we're having um brad brad kelly's an author Ooh. Really, really cool guy. Um, 
you're going to enjoy him. He's got some really good books. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Jason Prophecy Radio Program. Yes, thank good you. Night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Oh, God. You didn't put the... We got to get the, the ending on. Because he played it. Oh, oh where'd it go?